0: Welcome to the Tideline Talks podcast, where we discuss all things related to sports medicine, health and wellness. We dispel common myths and misconceptions regarding healthcare, and we do it in a way that's easy to understand. It's hosted by yours truly, Dr. Michael Slifani, founder of Tideline Sports Performance and Rehabilitation. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Tideline Talks podcast. This is your host, Dr. Michael Scafani. Today, I'm joined by Dale Lively, who is the owner of Live Fitness, which is a functional boot camp studio up in Palmetto. And they also do a lot of one-on-one personal training uh, in addition to their group training classes. So thanks so much, Dale, for coming aboard round two.
1: Oh, dude, I'm super stoked about being here. Quick correction, Live Training Center. We get that all the time. I just want to throw it out there. There is another Live Fitness. Shout out to Live Fitness, too. <laughs> they probably don't right. get the love they yeah. deserve. <laughs> Shout out to Live Fitness. I'm sure they're amazing. I'm a little biased, though. But yeah, we're Live Training Center. Super happy to be here, man. We'll- we won't tell
0: SunViz. It'll be our secret. So that's <laughs> okay. good. Perfect. The uh, So real quick, Dale, let's start with a, a few gym updates. So the last time we spoke, you had uh, transitioned to a uh, new warehouse. And you were currently constructing a brand new warehouse from the ground up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any updates on that? And how is how is everything going in sort of the interim phase that you're at now?
1: Well, you know, in terms of the building, obviously, anytime you put up a structure, uh, the size and, and the type that we're looking to put up, there's a lot of permitting that's involved. So we are running into some uh, hurdles that unfortunately are out of our control. Um, the good news is is that we train a lot of people to go over <laughs> hurdles, right? Both physically and mentally. So um, we are grateful that despite not being in our permanent home yet, dude, our community is continuing to grow. Not only in size, but you know we're we're getting closer with our community. Um, you know we're interacting more. Um, I spoke to someone the other day, and obviously, if you don't know, go back and listen to the first episode. But you know, we were at seventy-five hundred square feet, and now we're at you know three thousand or thirty-five hundred. We're running all of our core programs, and we're really finding our groove. But I, I was talking to someone the other day, and I said, "Well, what do you think about this new space?" And he said, "Well, you know, what's great is that because it's a little smaller." it's giving me an opportunity to be able to interact with people that I normally wouldn't. And so it's really, even though the space itself, logistically, our footprint may be smaller, our relationships are growing stronger and our services are getting more and more dialed in every day. So I love it, man. I mean, it's, again, there's things that are out of our control and in life, you got to roll with that. But I think, you know, from a business perspective, we're finding our stride in this space. And, uh, we've even recently started taking more steps towards, okay, let's say collectively, if we're going to be in this space for another six months, let's say a year, we want that space to reflect our brand. And we want that space to reflect, um, you know, the, the services and the level of service that we offer. So despite the location, we always want to knock it out of the park. We're excited, man.
0: That's awesome. I also want to echo. Did I answer your question? You did? You're absolutely. Sure? That's okay. great. No, that's great. Okay. The, uh, I was also... halfway through that, I was like, I don't even know what we're talking about. I'm just... like, Michael Scott says, he just starts that's opening it. his mouth that's and it. talking, that's and it. sometimes exactly. things just come right out. Exactly. But, uh, no, I want to echo what you said on uh, our first podcast yeah. episode together, which is live is a community, which yeah. doesn't need to necessarily be a physical space. And I got to give you props because you are still holding true to that, which is obviously really great to hear. And, um, Um, Especially gaining more intimacy within a physical space will only make the community a little bit stronger. So that's awesome. Um, Now, you do have a couple events coming up. So I do want to talk about that. The first one that I want to talk about is we mentioned on our first episode a lot about DECA. um, And you had recently hosted a DECA Strong now there's coming up the Deca Mile, so I want to go over a little bit about what makes the Deca Strong different than the Deca Mile.
1: Well, first and foremost, it should be noted that you were involved <laughs> in the Deca Strong. That's what makes it different. You just breezed right through <laughs> that, Doctor Sclavoni. I'm still, I'm still
0: recovering from it. A few months later. So
1: yeah, so let's do a little narration here. I'll, I'll take this one. So our Deca Strong, which was in April. Right, 10 functional zones. It's a Spartan product. Um, Global leaderboard. We talked a lot about it last time. Our event that's coming up in July are the same 10 functional zones, but this format involves a 10th of a mile run in between each zone. And there's a lot of benefits for doing it. It's great for building community. Uh, It's great as a ruler for clients as they come in um, to be able to measure their progress, which I think in terms of member retention – gym owners or gym goers like you need to be able to measure where you're at that's how you retain your clients and make sure that they're getting where they came in to get Um, but july 8th is our next event but Dr. Sclafani and the Tideline team was gracious enough to come on out to Live Training Center, took us up on a little dare, and you and I crushed we did do the well. deck of strong teams, man. I was hey, I was. don't satisfied. be sleeping on Dr. Sclafani. <laughs> Next time you see him, you ask him to see the video. He did an awesome Ooh. job. It was. Uh, did I- you enjoy it?
0: It, sincerely. Was, it was different. Okay. I will say that. It was okay. very different. So, you know, I was involved in, in the C word. I was involved in CrossFit yes. for about a decade. Yes. And I'm not new to the functional fitness world, yes. but uh, about a year ago, I kind of decided to hang up the boots, so to speak, yes. and had transitioned more into kind of just yes. individual training. Can I ask
1: you a question on yeah. that? Did injury have anything to do with that? Yes, it did. did you, okay, continue. Yeah, continue. I, so, yes, you I did. We won't dig I, into that, but I,
0: I tore my lat doing okay. a bar muscle-up in uh, last spring in 2022. And okay. that is when I realized that, you know what, it's been 10 years and yeah. I no longer – Really, am all in in the same way that I was before in the Understood. past. And so I was like, you know what? It's time for a change. I played rugby for 10 years. We did CrossFit for 10 years. It's like, all right, let's just do something that's a little bit more individual. So for the past year and some change, just been going to LA Fitness, staying healthy. So the Looking functional- Looking great, by the way. I appreciate a that. Out there. A lot of, lot of uh, hard work and training with, uh, with my former coach. So that's been, been good. Um, but yeah, it's been- been a whirlwind just to try to pivot a little bit that way. Mm. So the functional fitness side of uh, my athlete profile was maybe on the lower end of the priority list. So it was a very good uh, litmus test, like you said, to see where I was at in terms of the endurance, functional fitness, and not just, you know, doing eyes and eyes every day so it's good well
1: and and this is actually great when we're talking about maybe someone that's listening not understanding what deck it is but you literally now you have a background of being an athlete but up until that day you really hadn't seen any of those zones up close you weren't sure exactly what they were and even still after watching it for a few minutes and a brief overview on what the standards were you were able to complete it pretty successfully 100% and i think that's what's beautiful about it is its ability to be able to relate and be completely accessible to nearly everyone um you know despite what your abilities are right now there's a 99% completion rate it's fun it checks a ton of boxes man and we ran the teams format which again that was pretty fun, right? You're oh, working yeah. together. It's fun. You don't feel like the stress of going, okay, I got to do all of this by myself. What am I going to feel like? You're working together. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, is also a great way to figure out, like, maybe you're not 100% comfortable with jumping into that deep end right off rip. Get one of your friends together. Let's go over the zones, you know have a blast doing it and push one another and just have a great
0: time i will say the barrier to entry to deca was low and i don't mean that in a negative light i mean in a very positive light is that it is literally made for anyone so whether or not you have done slam ball rower work cardio machine anything like that box jump overs there's a low barrier to entry because all you need to do is just be able to basically be instructed and have somebody demonstrate the movements mm. and you're golden and mm. everybody too, the community was helpful in terms of like, okay, great. The next thing you're going to do is this, or like, you know, not getting dough wrapped by Alden was nice too. So that 20 bucks that we slipped That's in right. was nice. Finally coming to, <laughs> you give him 20, I fifty. <laughs> oh man, Dang it, man. Ooh, Ooh, I God, got off a $70. A little bit more. <laughs> yeah. That asshole just made out with it, didn't he? <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, you know, the barrier to entry was low and the team aspect. And even if you'd competed individually, like it was a full day. I mean, it's, I think Mm. you guys started running heats at what, eight o'clock or something like that. So a full day of functional fitness with a whole bunch of people. I mean, it was very akin to what you're looking for in a fitness community, right? Dude,
1: not only that, but, and, and. If you're watching this, I'm going to put this video at the top of my grid on Instagram. So go and check this out. But the moment where we went into zone 10, right, which is the burpees, okay? And listen, we're all running our own race. But secretly, we're running against the people that are running beside us. (laughs) We don't want them to win. Whoever was to the right of us, absolutely. Yeah, and Ryan. I'm sorry, Devarious and Ryan. And then Amy and Leah, like – you do, but you don't. Like, we're there to support one another, and that's the other side. Like, we want to see them do well too. But that moment when we're doing the burpees and our entire community is crowded in that space and they're cheering everybody, like, those moments
0: are why we brought. Decathlon. absolutely it was like the gladiator arena without having so, to be a gladiator it was so it was like under the lights it was just whether you have played sports in the past or yeah. you've never participated in anything like this before it was it was just exhilarating i will say that it, that was the yes. fun part of it the cardio part is uh that was that was the tough part but that's True. just for me because I i'm not a cardio bunny I so understand. Uh, but you know, the, but you are absolutely right. The, the environment was, you're not going to find that anywhere else. You're not going to find that at, you know, some of the, uh, nearby gyms, the commercial gyms, things like that, where you get on a Saturday afternoon all day, people running these heats Mm. and still having that much support for that long of a period and people just kind of hanging out in you know, tense long. It's a good hang, man. Yeah. It was it was very like low key, chill environment, you know, push hard when you work out, great, get a lot of cheering going on. But then you get to participate in the cheering too, which is just as much fun, I think, too. So but yeah, so now we've got the deck of mile. So now in the deck of strong, there were ten zones, but there was no uh, transition between them. It was just straight one one through ten. That's correct. In the deck of mile, now we're accumulating a total of sixteen hundred meters of one mile, right? Correct. So that would, by my calculation, be one hundred and sixty meters. Of a run between each event. That's a good calculation. Yeah, that is perfect. Good. I had to I have a little yes. cheat sheet on here. It You're was like, perfect.
1: I going go find carry the two.
0: Yeah, oh, okay. divide by the factorial. <laughs> I would ask ask ChatGPT <laughs> yeah. how to do that too. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, that's awesome. I think uh that'll be a really good event as well. And uh we'll definitely put that in the show notes for July 8th. Uh make sure to check that out as well. That will be at live as well on site yeah it's
1: going to be a live training center we're at 3404 17th street east in palmetto right off of ellenton Gillette, just north of 301 super close the interstate uh, for anyone that's coming and we have we have people coming from all over for these
0: events you don't have to be a member to of live <sighs> no, to participate no, all you have no. to do is just register sign up reach out to yeah me, absolutely
1: whatever. and and you know a question that we get a lot is well how do i train for it right? How do I train for this? I want to come and compete. Um, a lot of times just normal big box gyms. They're not doing these specific movements, or maybe they don't have some of the equipment like the tank, you know, which is that, that big torque wheeled sled. Um, what kind of environment, uh, do I need in order to prepare best for this event? And so we've created an actual class on Saturdays. It's at ten thirty AM and it's called endure. Um, it's primary focus is improving aerobic and anaerobic conditioning. The end volume, capacity, tolerance, grit, mental and physical conditioning. We call it the deep end of the pool, learning how to swim. Right. And a lot of it is based around, uh, DECA and there's another hybrid fitness event called HyRox. check out Hirox, HyRox, H Y R O X. Some of the best endurance athletes on the planet in both of these sports, um, but you know we're going to the deep end of the pool working on developing these energy systems but it's not just about burning a ton of calories there's also a lot of mechanics and technique just like we do in every other program the devil's in the details so we're breaking down these zones individually uh, showing you how to do them safely how to do them uh, within the standards um, how to transition better just we want you to show up on that day of and every zone that you go to, you have a goal in mind, you know what you're after, and it, it makes the experience that much better. So
0: that's awesome. Ten thirty
1: AM on Saturdays indoor.
0: We'll put that in the show notes as well. Awesome. That's uh, I'm really glad you guys are doing that too, because I think um sometimes people like a break from their standard workout regimen and sure. they just need something, reason, a little bit extra reason why or just a special event to mark on their calendars as I'm training for X or huge. whatever That's event That's a huge race. deal, man. Yeah. That is a
1: huge deal. We Absolutely. all need an incentive exactly. and a catalyst. And I think we talked about this last time. It's like you're coming into the gym primarily. Most people, I don't know what the percentage is, Improving weight and body composition. But you're not a robot. So it can't just be about the data. Experience matters. These events matter. You need a catalyst. You need a reason. And something changes, bro. When you put that thing on the schedule, you talk about it and go, I'm gonna sign up for this one day. Okay, that's one thing, right? But you put yourself, you know, into the fire and you say, All right, November 2nd, I'm doing this, and it's there and you've signed up and registered something changes about your perspective, something changes about your consistency, it gets really real. So we've tried to create three or four opportunities to do that at our facility on a yearly basis. You get to do it around your friends, you get to have a great time, you get to measure your progress and you don't need you to be do you need to be a
0: member of live in order to do you, the do,
1: you do not. There's Perfect. a drop-in rate for everything that we have. Now, You're just sure. like anywhere, it's obviously Uh, most beneficial from a cost perspective uh, if you are a member. And we have memberships around that. But no,
0: everything has a drop-in fee. Beautiful. And then the other event that I want to talk about is for you personally. And that is... Leadville 100. So let's, let's back up because this Leadville 100 race is not just a new endurance event for you. Uh, the last race that you did, you jumped out of an airplane and ran for a little bit as well. So this is, you're not new to these, uh, ultra endurance, uh, event categories. So tell us a little bit though about this Leadville 100 for those who don't know where Leadville is and, uh, what 100 refers to.
1: Love it. So uh, I started running in 2011 or 12. I started like most people. Um, But, you know, the more that you run and the more that you get into this personal development space, the more that you realize this thing is a progression. And if you really enjoy it, you really enjoy the challenge, then you have to continue to look for that next thing. Started out with a 5K, started out with a half marathon. I said, I'll never run a marathon, ran a marathon. <laughs> I'll never run an ultra, ran an ultra marathon. Like, surely I won't jump out of an airplane and then run, a, you know. So we've done that. So the most that I've run is, is personally 33 miles. And, you know, I do these things for the same reason that I coach clients to do it. The same reason why we encourage it. I want to stay sharp. And this race specifically is held in Leadville, Colorado, That 100 refers to the miles that are being run. (laughs) And does that scare me? Absolutely, bro. If it didn't, I'd be worried about you. Yeah, but I'm saying like, if it didn't, then what are we doing?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: That's entrepreneurship. That's life. That's business, right? That's stepping out. And, um, you know, those are the types of positions that I want to continue to put myself into. Because I know that between now and when that race is – I'm going to have to grow into somebody better in order to make that thing a reality. So on August 19th, the day after my 40th, actually 41st birthday, rather, um, we're flying to Colorado. It's 100 miles. This is one of the top five toughest races in the world. Quick history lesson. Won't be too long-winded. The only way to get into races like these, right, for an ultra-marathon junkie, there's a lottery system. Okay. So typically you have to have a resume of running X amount of races. And then for each of these races that you complete these ultras, they'll give you a lottery ticket essentially to be drawn. It's still random. Right. I think they do that to create some allure. I think they also do that to ensure that the people that are signing up for one of the hardest races in the world,
0: they have a history of running some of these things. Right. Um, it's bad for business if somebody dies too. Yeah, Yeah, it really is. Um, but,
1: <clears throat> so after running uh, the 33 miler, which was in January, it's called the Skydive 50K. They run it in the Everglades. You get up, you jump out of a plane, then you run 33 miles, right? It was an awesome experience. The pictures
0: looked amazing. Dude, right? yeah, pictures awesome, were
1: amazing. Awesome experience. Yeah. Okay. Ran it with a good friend of mine. Uh, he calls me a couple weeks later. We're still jazzed off of that skydive and <laughs> run. He's like, caught me at a weak moment. He's like, hey, man, if... We could get into the Leadville, but would you know? Is the, if that were a possibility, would you do it? And I'm like, I don't know, man. That's 100 miles. You know, you start racking you know, up your brain. And I said, well, we're not in the lottery. Like, how do we do that? He's like, well, there's an exception to it. And I think this is true after some research with like the Boston Marathon and a lot of these big marathons. Outside of actually uh, being a part of the lottery, you can jump on a team and align yourself with some of the nonprofit teams that are associated with the race. There's one major one. It's called the Lifetime Foundation. True story. They had two spots left on their team. Okay. So first we wanted to know, well, this all sounds good and well, but what do they stand for? If we're going to be a part of a team, we want to know what their nonprofit is. Check them out, the Lifetime Foundation. They're out of uh, Colorado in the Northwest, but they specialize, their entire agenda is around educating and empowering kids about the importance of healthy nutrition and exercise. Like that's us. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's a part of what we do that aligns pretty closely. So we jumped on the team. And uh, again, that goes down on August 19th and dude, we're just excited about it. We're deep into a training block. A lot of our longer runs now are 14, 15, 20, 25, like the runs and the training runs and the program is getting a lot deeper now. Um, and the volume is going up.
0: Uh, How's your body responding to that? Are you able to recover well? How is it going with- It's
1: recovering pretty well. It's reminding me how important is uh, a lot of these principles that we continue to teach, especially around flexibility and mobility, right? Obviously being 41, that plays a role in it. Even if I don't want to admit to myself, it plays a role in it. But when the volume is going up and the intensity is going up, We've always preached your recovery has got to match that. So carving out some dedicated time to stretch, foam roll, other modalities has been really, really important for me to be able to stay in the game. Um, so now we're on the lifetime team. We're gearing up for the race. And, uh,
0: dude, you know, we're excited about it. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I, th- I think it's going to be another amazing ultra event that you're doing i'm almost nervous to see what's going to happen in september Uh the next one <laughs> you're like, now yeah, what? You're like, yeah like now what's what's the next fix like what's what's the next uh yeah. tap the vein uh moment that yeah. you're gonna get i mean where does it go 102 150 well there's
1: 240s Yeah,
0: <sighs> oh, man that's uh you're a bigger
1: man than i am there's that's... some yeah there's some or a crazier one right yeah uh there's some nasty races out there and i, and I would add that one thing that's cool is being a part of this team is we have a, I say it's a requirement. I look at it as an opportunity to raise money for this foundation. Um, so myself and my partner, and we have X amount of dollars, I think it's like $2,800 that we're going to be raising for the lifetime foundation. And I'm sure if, if you're okay with adding into, into the show notes, like where our fundraising page is on it. Uh, but we've, We've also tried to incorporate the live community in this. So we have come up with a couple different events between now and August 19th, where we give our community and anyone for that matter an opportunity uh, to pledge. So um, our DECA event to kind of just kind of close the loop here. Our DECA event is on July 8th. The week before that, July 1st, Joey, my running partner and I, shout out Joe Padre, Who's actually in Leadville right now, checking out the area? Um, we are running, you ready for this? We are running 12 hours of DECA teams, DECA mile teams from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. as a fundraising effort. Wow. So people can donate one of two ways. And it's all about raising money for something that's bigger than us, which I think is important. Oh, yeah. So people can pledge per loop, like kind of like a walkathon when you're in elementary school like $5 per loop or $10 per loop. We're going to be out there for 12 hours. And then there's another opportunity to be able to uh, purchase a wave time. So every 30 minutes we've opened up wave time so that if people want to come out and actually run laps with us, uh, then they can do so there. But dude, it's fun. It's celebrating fitness. It's all for a great cause and it's all to help us, you know, get out to Leadville. So dude, it's like a win, win, win. Oh, absolutely.
0: So, and you're doing it for the right reasons. It's all altruistic. There's no support Dale in his fitness endeavor. Support Dale's Lamborghini funds. Like it is just. for- I do always need new shoes though. No, oh, I know new. your your kicks are always on point. You love the high tops. Yes. I do know that and hats. My
1: wife calls it a shoe problem. I call it a shoe solution.
0: Yeah, you can need those little uh, <laughs> those little shoe racks in that's your closet. My, it's I, like, that's it's a, like Fifty Shades of Grey. Like have no idea. Shall, take me yes. to your pleasure room, and it's Dale's room you're, full you're of not, shoes. I, yeah.
1: So you have no idea. I have a whole operation where I start them off in the trunk of my car after I buy them Dude. and I leave them there for a couple and then slowly just start working them into the house. was like,
0: how long have you had this pair? Like
1: weeks. Like I got a long time ago. This whole thing? Absolutely yeah, this whole not. Thing. Oh,
0: that's great. That's uh that's how you know you've made it when you can support your shoe collection. That's, right. so that's the pinnacle. Uh, but, you know, one of the other things that I wanted to touch on today was in addition to group training, um, you know, one of the things that you all are very good at is promoting a lot of accountability and a lot of just authenticity with your clients. So that's definitely some of the kind of deeper end of the water that I'd like to dive into today. So, okay, you know, right. one of the things is, let's just start off very generically. How is it that you are able to hold your personal training group fitness clients to such a high accountability standard without Mm. pissing them off, losing them? How do you do it from a uh, perspective of encouragement rather than frustration or in a uh, obtuse manner? Man, that's a big question.
1: I will tell you first and foremost, I think that you gotta not only talk the talk, but you gotta walk the walk. So it helps because your clients are listening to you, but they're watching you. And if I were to come in and not be practicing these things that we talk about a lot, it would probably be much more challenging to get them to buy in. Um, So that's number one. And I think that comes back to integrity. I think that comes back to authenticity. Um, And I think that just comes back to caring about your craft and caring about ultimately what you're trying to accomplish and putting here's the deal i think a lot of people struggle with understanding how to place priority on their own health until it's too late when do people see you they see you once there's already a problem exactly right and that's a lot of times when they come into a gym and it it feels selfish And there's a level of guilt, I think, that a lot of people experience, especially when you start having kids, especially when you start having a career. You have other people you need to take care of. You may be in the service industry yourself, and you put yourself on the bottom. And so I think it's also a reminder on, listen, I know I coach people. I have kids, I have a puppy, I have a, a wife. Like, we're spinning a lot of plates, there's a lot of hats, but we still need to carve time out for our health and wellness. And how I prioritize that, I think, helps me when I'm communicating with other clients. So I think first and foremost, you can't just be talking a bunch of garbage. You gotta be backing it up with how you live.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of, um, I feel like nowadays, it's for whatever reason, we're starting to see this trend, obviously not in your world, but in especially sometimes now, everybody's an online coach, everybody does Mm. online nutrition, everybody does online fitness, right? And then unfortunately, these same online influencer coaches end up kind of digging themselves into a hole, because then they start bragging about their non compliance, right? And then they start bragging about how, oh, yeah, I look the way that I look, despite Three hours of sleep per night. I look the way that I look, or I work out the way that I do, despite uh, all these cheeseburgers. And look, I live my life, et cetera, et cetera, too. And, um, you know, one thing that you don't do is you don't brag about your non-compliance. In fact, you do the opposite, you challenge other people. To hold themselves to the same standard sure. that you hold yourself sure. to, which I think is very commendable. Yes. And I think, um, you know, the people that brag about their non compliance and they still look the way that they do, well, guess what message that sends to other people is that you're blessed with good genetics. Yeah. And you know what? That's awesome. That's great. But you can't teach genetics, mm. right? People aren't going to pay you to get your good genetics, mm. they're going to pay you for your expertise your leadership your authenticity all of the softer sides in addition to the acumen that you have in terms of nutrition functional fitness and all of the you know hard science stuff as well so i give you and uh the rest of the staff a lot of props because you guys like you said very authentic about not just what you do but that you make sure to do it for yourself as well so that's that's a really strong quality that you guys have. Yeah, I think
1: that's super important. And and one thing that I've learned, especially with hiring, is when you're hiring based on uh, character instead of charisma, or character instead of certification, you find that that's a lot easier to dig out of people because they're already coming in with integrity and they're already coming in. And I've done both. I've made hires where I'm like, ooh, that was a bad call. You know, I just that's part of being an entrepreneur. You yeah, learn from it. Um, so on the staff side, that's what I would say. I would counterpoint and those were all amazing things. I think too, that one thing that's important in the purpose of being transparent is showing people though, that the goal is not for you to be perfect. Compliance to me is not perfection. In fact, comply or perfection is the trap. If you think that I am absolutely perfect 100% of the time, that's an unrealistic expectation that for a lot of people that may be just starting their journey, they're going to look out and go, there's no way I can do that. Okay. So on the same token, we want to celebrate wins and show accountability and show disciplines. And I think there needs to be a strong part of that. But also recognizing like, look, every Wednesday or Thursday night, Dale's got pizza. (laughs) And I've talked about it so openly, but it's, it's not look at me. I can still look like this and eat pizza all the time. What it is, is it's showing that, Hey, this is real life. And the real goal is for most clients. Don't just tell me all the good foods I need to eat in order to get into shape. Show me that. Tell me the why behind it, but also show me when can I have the foods that I like but then also be successful, Mm -hmm. that makes it practical, that makes it sustainable. So if I can teach them calories, protein, fats, carbohydrates, practical strategies in order to achieve their weight loss goal or their strength building or lean mass or performance goals, all that is great. But if I can also show them how they can have their favorite pasta dish, or their favorite pizza or their favorite cheeseburger and still be successful. Now I'm doing something. Exactly. So I think that goes back to that transparency thing. Well, when I Shumbo think it promotes
0: side. longevity, right? Because oh, perfectionism is, is a crash strategy. That's right? it. I mean, it it really is. And I mean, the only the closest comparison I have is like a competitive bodybuilder. For 16 weeks during contest prep, their body is a temple. But yeah. then what happens after that event is it's a huge, you have to reverse diet and rebound out of it. And it's like, people don't like that. People like, how do I give, how do I provide myself an opportunity for long-term, sustainable, just life, work, fitness balance? And I think that, yes, to your point, that is absolutely important because I'm guilty of it too. I know you are too, because both of us are perfectionists and we fall right into that easy money trap. And it is and you know what, it's, I had a mentor tell me you need to learn how to fall forward. And never has that wrong more true in our entrepreneurial ventures that we've had. And it's, you're gonna make mistakes. But you know what, it's, it's all about falling. If you're not making mistakes,
1: you ain't doing it right because you're not taking any risks. Exactly, It's legitimately part of it. Like when you see the people that are the most successful, it's just my experience, you know, but when you see the people that are the most successful, it's not that they've necessarily had the most wins. They got some, but they've had the most failures also, and they've learned how to work through those and learn through those. And I think – Anyone starting off on any journey that's very challenging, that's one of the first lessons that if you can really wrap your head around that, like when you fail, because you're gonna, it's a great thing. There's a lot to be learned from it. Um, so take your lessons, take your lumps, apply it forward and look at it as as you know part of the
0: journey hundred percent is that, um, that brings us to another talking point is what are some strategies that you do to promote that long-term health, right? Because- Dude, we could talk
1: about this literally for hours. Perfect. I
0: will say to, to, to
1: back up on the nutrition side, and this is really just to validate what we were talking about. So I don't know. Well, probably not so much you, but because I've been a nutrition coach for the past eight years Anytime I'm in a social setting or post something up on social media, like it's getting washed like a hawk. Right? Like, what are you doing? How that you, you shouldn't be eating that, blah, blah, blah you know. So it's, and it's all fun and games. I get it. Okay. So my wife and I went out a few years ago for our anniversary. We went to MJ's. Shout out Michael Johns.
0: He's You've a great dude. He's I I love Michael. He's okay. an awesome, awesome chef. Awesome, awesome dude. Business owner. He's we the first day that we sorry not to interrupt. But You're we did, good. We did an anniversary night there and we actually he I sent him a message on Instagram and awesome. I was like, Hey, I can't wait. We made a resume I just sent the the business a yeah. message, not him. But he responded to it perfect uh personally and said, When you guys finish up dinner, come on back, I'll give you a tour of our kitchen and How I'll shake your hands. And I'm like, That you couldn't ask for a better small business owner. That Agreed. is like 100% character right there. But anyway, Agreed. Michael no. Johns, <clears throat> little hole in the wall for those Dude, who don't know We can talk is.
1: about Honey Bree for the next hour. Oh, if God, like also, right. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: no, but, but so
1: I posted a picture, right, of – and this is so important if you're on a nutrition journey right now or you are a nutrition coach, okay? I found a lot of success with this. So I posted a picture of my steak and the Brussels sprouts and all of these things, and – I posted it, happy anniversary to Danielle and I. And someone put underneath of it, now that is a cheat meal, right? Okay, hang on. And so my response back was, it's not cheating if it's part of your plan. You build it in. But that's the but that's the reality to it is, you know, when you're early on, the goal is not perfection. It's not. It is understanding calories, proteins, fats, and carbs. It is knocking it out of the park 80, 85, 90% of the time. But you got to know when to have that 10%. And that 10% is so crucial. If you tell someone they can never have pizza again, ever. That's the only thing they're going to be thinking about. You can oh. never have ice cream again. Reverse okay, psycho- well, all I want is
0: ice cream. 100%. Yes. Yeah. I crave that all the time. Right?
1: Correct. But if you can teach someone the whys behind it, we call it – there's there's two parts to it. We call it the rules and the tools. The rules is tell me based on science, what role does calories play in overall your health, your weight, your body composition, your performance? Okay? It's your energy. You cannot gain weight in a deficit. You cannot lose weight in a surplus, okay, consistently. And then tell me what nutrients need to make up those calories. What are their roles in the body and the why behind it? I think that's a big point too. Is it more labor intensive to sit down with a client, you know, and take an hour, hour and a half instead of just going, hey, here's a meal plan. Here you go. Follow (laughs) this. We've done that in years past. And when it runs out, they don't know how to make decisions outside of that plan. You're not educating anyone. You're telling them what to do. And by the way, a lot of clients want that. You kind of have to reframe them. I know you want this. Let me walk you through and show you these steps so I can get you to think on your own because I don't want to be here the whole time. I don't want you you know, chained to me. I want you to be empowered and educated to do this yourself.
0: And you teach a man to fish, and that's is, you use the term empowered, and we use that here yes. as well in our practice. And I think empowerment is the greatest gift that we can give our clients and patients because 100%. it will not matter you could devise the greatest meal plan you could come up with the most perfect workout for this person correct but if they continue to rely on you and they have no sense of purpose and um, and they're not empowered it doesn't matter because the second that we go on vacation we're not that, available
1: that or you can't have a medium-sized Fuji apple at 2 pm because exactly. it's on your meal plan what's gonna happen oh I should just throw the towel in correct teach them a about proteins, teach them about healthy fats, help them to understand that carbs are not evil. What role does supplements play in this whole equation? And then how do I take a lot of the guesswork out and help hold myself accountable by journaling or tracking some of your foods? Mm -hmm. And then where does this quote unquote treat meal fall? Like, so you're teaching people the rules behind it. And then the other side is the tools. So if I could tell you all this information, but I don't give you the practical strategies to apply it when you're on vacation or you got family in town or you know your kids don't like any of those things or your office continues to bring in donuts or every morning you stop by Wawa because it's really convenient, you get one of their breakfast sandwiches, you don't realize it's so horrible. Like all of these things, like I need to, I need to equip you so that you can now apply this information. Um, that's why it's been, I think, so popular. And when you talk about longevity, at least on the nutrition side, that's one of the ways that I think we work to equip clients to be better in the long term. It starts with the education. It works into the empowerment and you know, really equipping them to be able to make the decisions
0: on their own. And it's funny too, because some of the, this is not apply to you, but some of the Early career entrepreneurs are afraid that that's going to be bad for their business, when in fact it's the exact opposite. What's that argument? Why would it be bad for their business? Because then what happens is that they, the client, will then leave. Understood. Because now it's like, hey, great, you've been with me for three months, six months, whatever arbitrary time period. Now you know I don't, I don't want to have, I don't want to continue to pay for coaching just to be told I don't want to actually solve your problem. Yeah, exactly. I just just literally want to be. I want you. I want to have a test and I want you to give me the test key <laughs> yeah. with it and all I have to do I don't know what um, I'm circling I'm on filling out correct. my little Scantron and all correct. I know is that correct filling in a bubble. Correct. But I think that you know it's ironic because the the people that learn those long-term strategies will remember you, and they will always, they'll refer people to you, they'll remember you, you've done your job. Like, there are so many intangibles that go beyond finances on why that is the best thing that we can give our clients and patients.
1: Here's the overarching statement. I don't want to create more followers. I want to create more leaders.
0: Yes, yes. I want to
1: teach people how to lead their own life with their own health and their own nutrition. Be there. I want to be there to... Help hold them accountable, and you know, continue to push them. There is a, you know, there there is a role for a coach. I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying though that we should be working to help these clients legitimately solve the problems that they walked in with. If not, what are we doing? Legitimately, I just
0: give them a cheat sheet. That's
1: what I'm. But I'm saying, like, you a client walks in and their goal is. Weight loss and body composition improvement, but the only thing I'm concerned about is their adherence and making sure that their membership is on point and that they come to class over and over and over and over. But we never actually address why they came, and they're not equipped. We don't start, you know, talking about what are they putting into their body. Um, your mechanics are poor. How is that going to affect your long jet So those are like uh, start to address the issue. There needs to be some form of an intervention. To help clients actually achieve the thing that they walked in for. And that is, if you look at our content online, I think that's why we get the response that we do is because we want to help people do the thing that they came in to do. Not just come in, work out, have 10,000 members, pray that 7,500 of them don't show up, have a high turnover rate. No. We want three, four, 500 members. We want to know you. We want to know your kids. And we want to know that you're coming here and getting busy. And you're addressing some of those things that you feel are holding you back. And maybe it takes you two months and you feel comfortable addressing them. Maybe it takes you six months and then you feel comfortable addressing them. But dude, we want to be educated ourselves. We want to be empowered as coaches. We want to be you know, equipped to be able to handle it and to be able to spot it. Because if you come in... And you're like, hey, these are the things that I want to do. I want to be able to provide the tools and be able to deliver the solution to you and then help you actually achieve that and celebrate with you when you do. And from a business strategy, that's how you create like a referral, just snowball. 100%.
0: 100%. Help people do the thing they came to do. And you can't. You my can't voice is pay. changing octaves when I say that. That's right? how important. It is. <laughs> We're going supersonic next, right? But you can't. You know, you can't pay for a good referral network. And I think that mm-hmm. referrals drive business, right? Your community referrals, the softer side. People look at KPIs. and results drive referrals. Exactly. Exactly. Right. People look at. Sometimes they get too bogged down on the KPIs and the metrics of their business. How many members? What's my revenue? What are my expenses? Uh, how many staff members, how many coaches, et cetera, et cetera. That's
1: important, by the way. It is, important. it is important.
0: It is important. Yes. Very important. But that is good to make sure that you are on course. Correct. The thing that makes sure that you stay on course for a longer time is going to be the softer side. that preach. Which is that's the preaching. accountability. That yes. is the, um, the high quality. Yes. And the reason why people yes. want to come see you. And I think that's what's going to separate – I had a, a mentor in residency who told me that there are clinicians that are Kia clinicians, and there are people that are Lamborghinis. And no offense to people that drive Jimmy. Jimmy drives yeah. a Kia, so he this, just
1: left the door. He's, yep,
0: absolutely. He He's Jimmy. He's great. Yeah, uh, you can put the letter of resignation on my desk. That's perfect. But you know, his point was that you know you can either be you can either be a low caliber. Clinician or a high caliber clinician, and we're all going to graduate with the same degree. But it's your integrity and it's what it ultimately, what ultimately you want to do with your career and with your life that's going to make all the difference in the world. Because you and I don't need to be driving around in Lambos. I mean, it'd be cool. I really want an Aston Martin because James Bond drove an Aston Martin, but super cool, but we don't need it. I mean, really, it's just we do it because we like it. And if we could do it for, you know, a little bit less, a little bit more, like those margins are negligible. We do it because we enjoy it.
1: Mm. And I
0: think that separates the Kias from the Lambos more than, you know, what is a calorie? Uh, What's the medial meniscus? Where's the posterior root? Like nobody cares that you know that. They do, but at the end of the day, that rapport and that relationship that you build yes. is gonna go so much further in the yes. long term than anything else.
1: We like to say that Live Training Center is at the intersection of relationships and results. I like that. That's the game. I like that. Building relationships, doing life together, mm-hmm. right? Doing life together, mm-hmm. building healthy relationships uh, with one another. You know, I-, I think we quoted this stat last time I was here, but it's like, If 60 to 70 percent of the people that you interact with on a daily basis do not, I don't want to say care, but they're definitely not frequenting the gym as often as you are, that means six or seven people out of 10 are not going to be there necessarily to support you in this journey that you're on. Not to mention, a lot of them may maliciously or not start to make you question why you're even doing it in the first place. So, that community is so important, not just for that journey. But let's say your dad passes away, or let's say you're going through a hardship in life, or let's say, you know, something's going on with one of your children, or let's say you just open a new business and you want to celebrate like you're doing life together. And I think that's how life was designed. So there's the relationship side, and then there's actually helping people achieve their goals and giving them practical strategies And that's, that's what our mission has been since inception, honestly.
0: Let's, uh, let's change gears uh, just a little bit and go more towards uh, some, a different topic, which is some things that I think are passed around in social media, the internet, Um, you know, some things that are overhyped and things that are underhyped. and. Mm you do such a good job of accountability and long-term solutions mm-hmm. that I think it'd be really beneficial for people to hear what you feel uh, in the fitness nutrition world. What are some things that you feel are just way overhyped mm-hmm. nowadays? Do you have anything to... Th- Weight strainers. Oh, yes. They're just nice. Little Detox teas. <laughs> lemon cleanses and yes. uh, juice juice cleanses. Yes. yes.
1: You know, there there's a big, Push that I believe preys on society's need to get the greatest result from the least amount of effort.
0: Yeah, and I—it's it's patience. And I don't understand why people get so impatient doing the same work over consistent right and so it's
1: like anything that's in that space of going you don't need to do all that other stuff you only need to do this my favorite commercial on the radio it was a weight loss commercial about a weight loss drug and and it led with this. like the following ad is only for people that want to lose a lot of weight so if you don't want to lose a lot of weight please change the channel right now. Like someone's Uh, like, I only got two or three pounds. So let me just
0: change that. Grab my love handle. Grab my pooch real quick. Yeah.
1: And it was, you know, what they were pitching was just, you know, the same appetite suppressant drug, I'm sure. Um, So anything like in that space, I, I'm just not a huge fan of bro. I'm not. And anything in that fad space too, yeah, keto had legs for a long time, and there's a lot of upside, I'm sure. If you lost weight, you changed your life in keto, bro, keep doing it, like whatever it is. Like if it's worked for you, awesome. But any of those fad diets that you see clients come in and ask about or they start um, and then two weeks later they finish and then they come back to you in two weeks and say they found a the new one and then they finish, <laughs> and a lot watch. of that is pushed. It's it's like the get-rich-quick scheme uh, online a lot of that I, it kind of turns me off
0: it's it's hard to watch too because i think you know you see somebody who's cuz they're they're trying now they they don't know that they're trying to take a shortcut but they're putting in some effort which yeah. at least is step 1 right yeah. but then when they kind of ping pong around like that it's like man be really nice just to kind of put you on the the straight and narrow on yes. the right path. But uh you know, it's funny because there's there's some controversy about this right now on whether or not supplements are overrated or whether or Let's not they're truly this. Yeah, yeah. Because um because I have my two cents, but I'd love to hear first your, what What do you think about, and when we use supplements, we'll use it in whatever term you would like in terms of whether it's protein powder, multivitamin, or whether or not it's this nitric oxide booster that's going to get you crazy spider vein vascularity. We'll take the whole spectrum, whatever, however you'd like to define it. So I will speak with what I know, and
1: uh, I'll try to stay in my lane. When I think <laughs> about supplement, okay, um, the analogy that I always use is supplemental insurance. So if we're talking about supplemental insurance, supplemental insurance like Aflac, okay? Now, is Aflac your primary provider? No, Blue Cross Blue Shield is. Aflac fills in the gap. It makes you whole. It's a tool. Blue Cross Blue Shield is 80 85 90%. Supplemental insurance fills in the gap. When I think about supplements in that aspect, I look at them as a tool to help you achieve something else. They are not magic. They are not witchcraft. Um, They are not the end all be all. They cannot replace consistency. They cannot replace um, the right amount of calories, proteins, fats, carbs, progressive overload, strength training, all of these core principles that produce results for long periods of time and are well researched. Um, and well-studied, I think when it's seen through that lens, um, if, if I have a client and their goal is they're coming into me and they have on average 60 to 80 grams of protein, typically there's three things when, when I'm working with a nutrition client that I've seen just from intuitive eating three fallacies essentially, right? Or three, three areas that are kind of red flags, Number one, typically most people are undereating protein. Number two, they are overeating a lot of saturated fats. And number three, they're taking in a ton of processed carbohydrates, okay? Um, that's kind of putting them in a little bit of a spiral. Typically, most people are in a calorie surplus at that point. Their cravings are through the roof. Their metabolism is in the toilet. Um, it, there's a lot of problems with that type of eating, right? But if someone is coming in and I want to get them to, let's say, 150 grams of protein and they're only taking in 70 right now, that's a pretty big gap between 70 and 150, okay? So we can say, hey, one of the things that we need to do is start increasing the amount of protein. You need to see the benefit, understand what protein is doing in the body, um, understanding what it's doing behind the scenes. Um It's helping you recover. It's helping regulate your blood sugar. It's helping keep you fuller longer. We set some rules around it. But that 80 for a lot of people can be challenging to make up. But if I were to say, hey, listen, we're going to supplement 50 grams a day. They're going to stand on that. Okay, Give them a schedule on when they can do it. And then all you need to make up is like 30 grams. Now that's doable. So as a tool, a supplement that helps you Fill in the gap where you may be deficient um, from the food that you're eating, whether it's micronutrients, you're not getting enough fruits and vegetables. So you need to take a multivitamin, protein, L-carnate, like all of these, that's how I like to view supplements and, and having them used as a tool in your tool belt. It's a multi-billion dollar industry, though. Because it's not regulated by the FDA.
0: No. It's a wild, wild west.
1: So you can put anything on a box with any amount of claim that you want. I had this conversation with Randall Wagner over at Wagner Family GNC a lot. <laughs> Shout out Randall Wagner. But it's like you can put any claim on a box that you want. And until someone proves you wrong in like private study, you can just keep selling it. And even then you can just repackage it. And so that goes back to, I think, you know, people are wanting the greatest result from the least amount of work and effort. I mean, MLMs, multi-level marketing schemes, I call them schemes, I'm sorry. Beachbody, um, I'm not going to say any more names. I don't want to offend anybody. (laughs) But the point is, they're shakes when it comes down to it. There's nothing... That's so proprietary in their blend that's creating all of this magic within your body chemically and on a cellular level. What is it doing? Well, in terms of weight loss, you're taking the shake instead of eating food, right? So it's subtracting four, five, 600 calories that you would normally take in. That's going to cause you to be in a deficit. Potentially, you can lose weight. That's what's happening, but it's not magic. So, from a supplement standpoint, um, Abused, misunderstood, better perspective, used as a tool to fill in the gap. But I want to hear your perspective. Yeah,
0: I think that was a good answer. I think that's a good segue into some of my views as well. Awesome. I agree. I think that they are overhyped, misused. Um, I think that they are a lot of them are overpriced, Mm -hmm. oversold as well. But I'm with you. I think that um, you got to look at what you're using it for. I mean, you mentioned protein powder as a great source to supplement protein intake. And I'm with you. I mean, I eat a lot of protein as well. I'm I'm a big boy, Mm -hmm. train hard. And, you know, I'm taking in a lot, you know, 200 grams, 200 plus grams of protein a day. That's a lot. And that's a lot of chicken. That is a lot of beef. That is a lot of Greek yogurt, et cetera. It's nice to have something that's just more easily digestible, more convenient. But that is a convenience supplement. a big word.
1: Correct. Right. Convenient is a big word because the less friction that you have, the easier it is for people to do consistently, the more apt they are to do it long term.
0: Exactly. And so you know it's it's a great it is a great tool. I don't sit there and you know somebody asks, like, oh man, like, you know, you look great or you look big in the gym. Like, you know, what what protein powder do you use? I'm like, dude, it doesn't matter. Like, that answer. They don't like that answer. It doesn't matter. And it's like it, it really, yeah. And it and they kind of get thrown through a loop. Like I think they're waiting to be like, oh, okay. So here's what you gotta do. You gotta go on Amazon, you gotta yes. go on this website, yes. you gotta buy this cool yeah. neon green label that's got this dude that's jack and this other girl who's ripped on yeah. there. And that's what's going to get like, this is your missing link. Right. Yeah. And it's like, no, I did the same consistent shit over a long period of time. And it was hard. That's But right. now it's just a normal part of my lifestyle. I don't think about it anymore. That's right. But um, you know, and I'm, I'm with you on the micronutrients. I'm terrible about fruits and vegetables. I'll be the first one to say it for me. Multivitamin is just It's just important, and I like it. And I take another supplement that's very similar that just adds a few more micronutrients. But you know, to your point too, like I take a uh, a a powder every night that has magnesium, melatonin, and some recovery aids as well. But I'm not going to. Yeah, it's called it's it's called Sleep Aid, and it's it's by uh, my old coach as well. It's his supplement company, and it tastes great. It's super easy. It does help me. A lot i think but i'm not going to sit there and if i'm super stressed for the business life whatever and i get three hours of sleep i can triple that scoop of sleep aid and it's not going to make my recovery any better right and now if i get seven to eight hours like i should then it that's will a great help point. augment what i'm already doing that's a great it point. will like to your point it will fill in that 10 percent gap does that mean that when i have a heavy leg day and i'm doing heavy squats that that little 10 percent may give me that little extra boost to get a better workout reach my goals, etc, etc. That's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking at this sleep aid and saying great, now I can stay up till 2am scrolling Instagram and watching Amazon Prime and Netflix, or man, now I can just wake up at three o'clock in the morning to go do some Rocky style Mm -hmm. workout, knowing that because I have this little powder that I'm now invincible. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's where people fall into that trap as well. Or they'll get sold on these micronutrients that they're like, mm, do you do you train hard? Do you want to take your game to the next level? Like if you do a few of these droplets, a little scoop of this powder, like this is what's going to take you from like a C-level athlete to you know looking like the cover of muscle and fitness. Yeah. And it's like, mm, no, I think there's a few more steps that are going to need to occur right. before you get to that pinnacle there. And, uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I view them. And I don't, I don't take a lot. I stick to the basics. And I mean, you know, we, uh, when I played rugby way back when, uh, this is before social media, I was sponsored by a company that was similar to GNC. It was a whole supplement superstore and they were happy to sponsor me. I would wear their shirts at practice and stuff like that. That's awesome. But I mean, yeah, they, I would take stuff because they were offering it to me for free. Like the deer, uh, velvet antler velvet, right? I remember when that was a big deal. Do you remember? And you had to put the droplets underneath your tongue, right? (laughs) And you had to sit there and hold it sublingually for like 30 seconds, right? And it tasted like dirt. Like it wasn't even that they couldn't even flavor it with like mint or something, right? Like, and you know, but they were like, hey, Bro, we got this in here. You play rugby for a D one team, like you know. Why don't you use this? It'll help. It'll help take your your game to the next yes. level. And I'm like, You're like, will it though? Yeah, I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm like, yeah. sure, whatever. It's free, right? Like, what's the harm? Like, sometimes you end up paying for expensive urine, and that's mm. okay. You know, your body will hopefully be able to filter it all out you'll just pee a lot of that stuff out and you're just literally paying for expensive euro. And, uh, you know, if that's, if that's a risk you're willing to take. Right. You got some discretionary funds, by all means, but... I would never sit there and answer the question of how did you how do you look the way that you do how did you get you know whatever factor people would like to uh, have on my athlete profile and apply to themselves I'll never sit there and be like oh the secret was actually this little this little baby right here pulling out of mm-hmm. my backpack right and I think that people like you said they're afraid to do the the hard things consistently over time and uh i think that's the big deal breaker that's that's the that's the gap right there you conquer that and you'll be good to go there
1: is no substitute for that Mm-mm. and it doesn't come in a pill form Mm-mm. you know i if if you're listening right now ask yourself this question why are you taking the supplements you're taking And if your answer has anything to do with, I saw someone else taking it, (laughs) or someone at a GNC told me to take it, and I have no idea why, that's probably not the one for you. Mm -hmm. Anytime I sit down on a nutrition client, we start talking about supplements, and I'm taking this, 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 and this. Okay, great. Why are you taking those? I don't know. I just saw that person like, well, that's a horrible reason, right? Like, there's, there's purpose for it. And if you know the purpose and it's applicable and it's legitimate, then okay, great. Things that are important that I would take myself. Protein is a big one. Um, occasionally, uh, as an endurance athlete, carbohydrates are important. Ultra carbs I will take just to make carbs readily available for me, both pre and post. Um, in addition, anything... Uh, with hydration properties, sodium, magnesium, and potassium on the electrolyte side, that's really important. Salt stick as a runner, if you're running out some of these 14, 15, 20-mile runs, you better make sure that your sodium levels and your water levels are on point. Um, So, you know, aminos that have hydration properties, you know, those would be things that I would actively take as an endurance athlete, but there's a purpose for it and there's a reason for it. And ask yourself that question: why am I taking this? There needs to be a reason. And as long as you can legitimately answer that, you know, and it's part of your
0: overall fitness plan. You know, you know I just got asked that question this morning, training at LA Fitness, and I got my little shaker cup and I got my headphones in, which is usually a nice little barrier because, kind of to your point, full circle my workout is my hour and a half of my unselfish me time, but you know, whatever. Um, so, somebody asked or like, they saw that it was very multicolored. They're like, hey, what are you drinking? What do you have in your shaker cup, mm-hmm. right? Which is always, you know, that's just always a nice conversation starter, yes. right? And I personally think that it's I- It's also probably- someone saying, I would
1: love to look like you. Yeah, ex- just- I'd, I'd say exactly. <laughs> what is does uh, Dwight
0: Schrute said? The most sincere form of, uh, imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. Right. right. And uh, so, yeah, so I was totally cool with it. But, you know, I, I told him that for me, the way that I train, I've got 30 grams of dextrose in there. So super simple carb because my training is intense and all that. I've got pink Himalayan sea salt, same thing you mentioned, hydration. I've got glutamine and creatine in there. And uh, you know what? And that's it. And, oh, and uh, amino acids. I take an uh, amino acid powder as well. Just because I feel like when I train, I'm getting a little – I train first thing in the morning, so Love I don't it. have time for a full meal. Love it. So I need a little bit of some like easily broken down amino acids floated through and my And you system. have a
1: good understanding of what those do in your body, and that's why you take them. And, and you, you know see what? a benefit for the, it.
0: None of them have flashy labels. The pink Himalayan sea salt I bought off Amazon for $8 in a giant tub. It is cool because it has some weird Napoleon uh you know dude on there but whatever. The but all the other stuff it is not super name brand. It is not, you know, things that were coming across on a sponsored Instagram right. Right. They are the basic building blocks that I then just kind of mix together based off of my individual needs. Sure. And I think that that's that's going to be the the key as well is to make sure that people recognize the fact that you need to take something you know you you said ask yourself the question why are you taking this mm. and unless it's something that you are truly deficient in and it's an herbal supplement correct totally different if we're talking about the average gym goer who's just like i want body composition weight loss performance you know whatever get stronger that is going to be something that you know can't be in a pill form now there may be some things that'll take you from like 90% to 100% but we're not talking about anything drastic right. here so and I would say,
1: as a, as a, like a, a, if you were just starting your fitness journey and you were looking into supplements, a uh, multivitamin is a great place to start. But I think protein too, like understanding what role in the body it has um, and the benefits for not only recovery, building strength, putting on lean mass, but also weight loss and body composition. I mean, that's such a great supplement.
0: And they got, Good flavors now. They do. I mean, they, they they've do. got wacky flavors, not just like vanilla chocolate. Right. They've got, you know, ice cream sandwich, orange dream roll right. like first form has all kinds of cool stuff. It has got fruity pebbles. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Cocoa pebbles, red velvet
1: cake. Come I mean, on, let's it. talk about it.
0: Yeah, it's it's so good. <laughs> and 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 here's the thing: people get all up in arms of like, well, this blend does, you know, blah blah blah. And I'm like, listen, is it quick, convenient, it. easily digestible? It. Does it mess with your gut? No. Cool. Here's something
1: else too that that I found, especially for people when they're starting to understand carbs and fat and protein and the role that they have in the body. <clears throat> The great part about finding the right protein in terms of a supplement, I think it can help someone um, be more successful a little quicker for this reason. there If you get the right one, there's two that I usually recommend, but do your research, find one that's great for you. Prolific Isolate makes a great one. 25 grams of protein per serving, less than a gram of carbohydrates, and zero grams of fat. Okay, great. Uh, Dimatize right? That's the value side. The Prolifics a little bit more expensive, super clean. I love it. Dimatized, you can get at Publix and Walmart. It's like 25 or 30 bucks, but it has almost an identical nutrition label in terms of protein, fats, and carbs. So it does help in that regard because when you're eating food, obviously, if you have a piece of meat, or let's say you have a piece of steak, there are collateral nutrients that come along with it. You know you may have a piece of red meat and it comes along with 15 20 grams of saturated fat uh, or you know a, a decent amount of carbohydrates but when you're using a supplement like that you're able to target just the protein without the collateral fat and carbohydrates there's nothing wrong with fat and carbohydrates as long as you understand them and use them appropriately but it really lets you target just that protein and then, like you said it's cheap, it's easy, it's convenient. And when something is cheap, easy, and convenient, a lot of times it helps people do it for longer.
0: 100%. I don't take anything fancy either. I personally like the supplement company Thorne, mm. and we have a, an affiliation with them as well. And uh, they, we have our own little shop and we sell Thorne products online as well. But Can I, I say one thing about supplements? Yeah, what's up?
1: There's nothing magical about your supplements. <laughs> Even that one you're thinking about right now, there's nothing magical about no.
0: it. Okay, good. There's no pixie dust in That's there. That's it. Yeah, there's there's no snake oil yes. that made you a little bit better. It's
1: just like intermittent fasting.
0: <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> but you know, it, I you know, you just I'm very picky about what I put in my body, right? And uh but yeah, I I'm the same way. It's like it there are so many inexpensive brands. That offer really good quality, correct? Um, and you know, I go with go with what you like at the okay. end of the day. You know, go with it. Doesn't matter if so and so takes this brand and this product, and that's cool, man. That worked for them. Like, I mean, that's and the they're same.
1: probably getting paid. If you're a high level athlete, they're getting paid a lot of money
0: to take it. Yep, you, you know? have to. You should disclose that if you are correct. sponsored or if and that's why you know when I talk about supplements, I do say that we have an affiliation with yes. them. But I was taking their products before we even got affiliate. We got affiliate with them because i was taking their products and um but yeah i mean same thing and then super simple i mean they're not they're not selling anything that i wouldn't buy and the supplements that i take are usually building blocks rather than the whole tub Mm. because i'd rather build my own build-a-bear bottle than to have to sit there and have somebody else figure out what i need so and that's my approach to supplements as well so i have a
1: great topic to talk about if you're okay yeah shifting gears here what do you think in terms of if we understand the importance of relationships in a business in the fitness industry we think it's important and also results what percentage of people there's obviously there's differing types of business models when it comes to the fitness industry. When you're looking at a big commercial gym, what percentage of their overall client base, again, we're just having an opinion conversation. What percentage of their overall clients do you think are a building healthy relationships as a result of going to that facility and b actually achieving the results that they walked in for?
0: Yeah, I think that um unless you're unless you have part of like your little club because we all you know there's something called the the tipping point you get enough people in one room together and they start to splinter off a little bit Mm. uh, and form their own little niche and their own little gangs Uh, unless you are receptive want to do that you're not building any relationships i go to la fitness and i want nothing more than to put my headphones in put my phone on do not disturb and go into my own little world and focus on me and Unselfishly focus on me because I know that the rest of the day will be dedicated towards the business, my wife, my puppy, you know, my staff, everything is serving others and helping them get healthy. Exactly. And then, you know, the results that they want, I think that. I'm very fortunate that I've been in the fitness world for over 20 years. see, you're the anomaly. Exactly. And there
1: are some percentage of individuals that go, but let's talk about someone that doesn't have a fitness background because that's what 90% of the participants or the members at these facilities are. I want to pitch you this argument. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I, we can debate it or talk about it, or you can agree with it to me. Those commercial gyms, and I am not poo-pooing on any facility. If you are there getting healthy, awesome. I just want to compare and contrast and see what you think. So it feels very much like an equipment rental company.
0: It is an equipment rental company.
1: You're paying an entry fee that's relatively low, not necessarily for a uh, professional guidance, but to come in and do your best with the equipment that's there. If I compared it to what you do, it would basically be like, Brandon checks them in, you have a bunch of needles laying out, <laughs> and then people just start poking themselves with needles and, hoping they, find the right and spot. hoping they find the right spot and feel better. Exactly. That's the way that I see. And maybe I'm just biased because we don't have that, and I'm open to that. Mm-hmm. But if we're legitimate, like, what other industry is like that? Where, it, like, think about it if it were like a salon. And you walked into the salon. There was no one there cutting hair. The only thing that was there was scissors and clippers and a mirror. It's like, good luck. I'm looking like
0: Private Benjamin at that point, you know? Yeah. Uh, Because I'm going to F this. Is that
1: business model there to legitimately help a good majority? Listen, we don't have 100% compliance or adherence or results at our facility. Mm -mm. But I think our mission feels a little bit different. And our model is set up so that we can and we're blessed to be able to interact with clients and intervene in a way where we legitimately get to know them and help them achieve the thing that they walked into. And I think that's important. And I'm not sure that that business model is set up to do that. Would you agree?
0: I know I completely agree. And I think that, um, I think you see a lot of people that are either lost and they know it, but don't want to do anything or they're lost and they don't know it. And obviously Mm. we have people who are the exception. I mean, I write my own programming, all that stuff. Like, I mean, th- yeah. that aside, but we're talking about the majority of the people. I think that either they downloaded a guide, they downloaded a program, or they saw Joe Schmo over in the corner and he's like, that dude's got, you know, looks like a Greek god Yes. and he does this exercise. Yes. If I copy this, it will then transfer over to me, not knowing what he's doing. Correct. right? Or why he's doing it. And why he's doing it. But, um, and I think that that is... It is the catch 22 on there because you either think you know what you're doing, or and you just are then receptive to another way, or you have no idea what you're doing, and you either don't know how to ask for help, don't know that other options exist, and then you kind of get lost in the swirl. Yeah. And I think that, um, I think that that is the you just spark the duality between more of group fitness versus individual fitness. And I think, and when I say group fitness, I don't mean necessarily that you do a class, I mean that you join a gym, that is part of a community and part of a group, rather than a gym that's kind of built more for equipment renting individuals like myself. And I think that 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 is where we're going to see that that duality lie. And for me personally, I love my equipment rental space. It but it is, works
1: perfectly because you have the background.
0: Exactly. But and I'm I,
1: thinking about 99% of even our clients where yeah. the value is ultimately if someone's coming in with an injury, right? Let's say they have a back issue already, which a good majority do, or they have a limitation with their knee or their ankle, and they're not quite sure on how to work around that or exercises that they can be doing to strengthen the right muscle groups or recovery principle. You see what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. to start literally intervening in that, um, it just, it almost feels like a different industry.
0: It is a completely different industry. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. And I think that- But it's uh,
1: all under the same umbrella as fitness.
0: It is. And I think that that is, because you, we could open up that soapbox In my industry, there are practitioners and clinicians that do the same title or the same type of things that I do. But the quality and the service that they deliver is a completely different product. Mm. And the results are... Completely different because it's either a knowledge gap. Um, very rarely do I think that people are out there because they want to hurt somebody, waste somebody's money, waste somebody's time. It's more of a, it's majority of it is a knowledge gap and or laziness, or they just don't know how to run a business, or they don't know how to interact with people or provide good customer service. Yeah. But I think that um, it's the, and that's why I think it's worth doing your homework before you look into something. And I think that. Brand awareness is going to be a big key as well Mm -hmm. because there may be a lemming sea full of people out there who are trying to get fit, want to get fit. Mm -hmm. But if they don't know about you and you could be the best, I could be the best sports doctor in the entire state. If people don't know about me, what does it matter? If I'm hermetically sealed, I can do all the cool shit that I want to. But it won't matter, and my business will fail. Right, and so there has to be this kind of play between brand awareness, marketing, and kind of getting your message in front of people, and then the people being receptive to it as well, and being able to to back that up and deliver a quality product as well. And that's where I think uh, that right there is entrepreneurship, like one on one, too. You
1: know, I I we just I find so much value in being if we're talking about longevity there's so much value in teaching someone how do you move properly there's so much value in teaching someone how do you recover properly why is that important all of those steps and then you know one of the things that you'll see from someone if you're listening and you're like i'm plateauing one of the causes of that could be the fact that you may not be going as hard as you need to in the gym and working out on your own sometimes it's hard to create that environment where you are, number one, using the appropriate amount of weight for progressive overload, but two, really pushing through those last few reps, and you know how important that is. Oh, yeah. So we've just found so much value. I think our clients come in and are like, have recognized that revelation, which is like, this isn't my forte. This is your forte. You're the professional. I want to come in. I don't want to think about a workout. Like, I want that provided. I want the energy provided. I want the coaching provided. I want the equipment to be clean and provided. I want really cool people around me. The soundtrack better be fire or
0: I'm leaving, right? Because <laughs> you're a DJ, not a coach, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cruise ship director sometimes. Oh, yeah. It's
1: like those, once those pieces are together, it's like the perfect environment for someone to come and feel educated and empowered and confident enough to push outside of their comfort zone because they're doing it around a professional that's leading them in an environment that feels conducive and he's doing it and she's doing it and we're all doing it. And it's, we get better together and it's like, man, that's fitness. That's life. That's, that's the way I believe
0: it should be. Like I said, who knows? Maybe I'm biased. No, I. you know what? I think you have to do what's right for you at that right time. Mm. And I mean, that is the reason why I stayed in group fitness for a decade. I played on a very intense team sport like rugby for a decade because I enjoyed that. And then, you know, for me at this point, I couldn't be happier working out by myself and just enjoy. You it. got the tools. And you yet, know ex- you know exactly what to do in there, bro. That's the
1: perfect space for you.
0: Yeah, and you know what though? I even as I continued throughout my group fitness and CrossFit journey, I picked up, you know, a lot of skills as well for that world, but I don't paid because I want somebody to come over to teach me how to do a correct air squat. I joined the gym to have have what you were talking about, yeah. which is the the intangibles, the community, the environment, the fire soundtrack, the everything that goes into group fitness. And because then I used to hate going into, we traveled, went on vacation, and we drop into like a commercial gym. I was mm. like, this is the worst thing in the world. What's the, what's the workout? Like there's no whiteboard, there's no coach, there's no, like I got to put my headphones in. I'm on my own island. Like there was, ev- I hated everything about it. And uh, I think you just have to do what's best for you. Mm. And I think that for a lot of people, A lot of people could benefit from group fitness to get that extra push, be a part of something bigger than themselves, to uh, learn how to do the right things the right way. Mm -hmm. And then they could benefit a lot from a good gym like live as well. So I think that that's going to be a very important step for a lot of people to take. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, Dale, this was a really good conversation. Really appreciate it. Did I enjoy it. This yeah, round two. Yeah, absolutely. So we will put a lot of notes in the show notes as well, but um, uh, I encourage people to follow your personal page if that's okay as well. Absolutely. I think that uh, yes, the live business page, very worthwhile following, but you do a really good job of social media and just being your authentic self behind the scenes. So um, just real quick, what is your personal handle and what is the business handle?
1: Live Coach FL on Instagram, uh, Live Training Official on Instagram. Uh, upcoming events: July eighth is our Deca Mile. Um, you can go to the Live Training Official Instagram page, and the link is in the bio uh, to register for that. Also, if you want to be a part of helping. Us get to Leadville. Our fundraiser is going on now. We actually have a little flyer here that Dr. Sclafani was nice enough to, to help to let us put out in his office. There's a QR code on it that you can take a picture of. And it'll take you right to the fundraising page. Uh, otherwise, July 1, we're going to be running our uh, Deck a Mile as a fundraiser over at Live Training Center. Come and see us wherever you're at, elite athlete, beginner um we're working on some teen youth uh, sports performance programs right now behind the scenes so we got a lot of things popping over there we got a great group great staff great energy so come and check us out
0: love it dale thanks so much for your time and for sharing everything you do you got it brother hey real quick before you go i just wanted to say thanks for listening If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others by taking a screenshot of this episode and posting it to your story on Instagram by tagging at Tideline Sports Performance so we can repost it. And to stay up on all the latest from us, make sure you follow at Tideline Sports Performance on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast. All right, guys, catch you next episode.